Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Ah! Ah! Jay! Raiders! Let's get it, baby! Oh, God. Yes, my Raiders. Oh, it's a great day. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Monday, March 21st, 2022. Y'all know it is. It's Las Vegas Raiders biggest fan, yours truly. Ray G in the building, brought to you by Prize Picks. Yes, promo code Wake Up. For 100% deposit matchup to $100, dollar for dollar, when you use the promo code WAKEUP. But Jay, man, I am just, I am in a great mood, man. My Raiders, baby. What 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 more can I say besides my Raiders? How are you, Jay? I'm good. You know, I got oh. my uh, prize picks merch as, if you can't see, if you're not you, watching the feed, you need to watch. But do how do I sound right now? I'm trying to make sound sure terrible. you terrible. on. You I sound terrible. terrible. Take it off, please. You sound bad. Oh no. The oh, Raiders, no. baby. I don't I I'm just I am just over the moon that my Las Vegas Raiders, yours truly, biggest Raiders fan, GQ in the building, baby. Uh biggest Raiders fan. Biggest Raiders, Raiders fan since twenty twenty one is how it actually went. If for people uh, not paying attention. Jesus. I, I love this. The Cowboys are I don't know what they're doing. They're in disarray. But you know what? Your Raiders, they give you life again. Your hometown Raiders, for people who don't know. So I, yes. I am happy for you, though. I think it was a great trade. And the reunition of Derek Carr and Devontae Adams is going to be electric, to say yes. the least. Yes. Uh, and for those of you who think I am just flipping teams, I am from Las Vegas, Nevada. And growing up, we did not have a pro sports team. We never thought we'd have an NFL team. So when the Raiders made their migration east to, to Las Vegas from Oakland, I, I had to like listen. I have I've been here since 2021. It it's been behind the scenes. It's quiet. It's a buildup. But yes, I, I can have two teams. A lot of people were giving me shit, Jay, asking how many teams do I have? How many teams? Listen, we grew up in Vegas, no team. They only showed Dallas Cowboys. That's how I was. it was ingrained into me at a young age. But now that the hometown, the place that I'm from, where I reside from, we've got a team. i got to cheer for the Raiders, man. So, yes, I am excited. I did not just order this Raiders gear over the weekend. I had it in the closet. Uh, so I'm happy to be here. And uh, did you get the did you get the prize picks? Yes, I see you got your prize yes. picks merch. Now you can stop crying that you didn't have yeah. any. You're fucking complaining. Oh, they just don't send it to me. No, you live in Canada. So well, you takes, know what? You know what, Ray? It takes a you know what, Ray? And I have to, to get I have to give you a little bit of no. Here's the thing, and I need to explain something to you. Prize picks is is an excellent company. They take care of their partners, so they mm-hmm. shipped that bad boy priority just for me, and so. Mm. 
let me just tell you, I think they take care of me better than you at times because they ship their things priority to get their stuff to their customers. So you know what? If you're a prize picks partner, they will take good care mm. of you. Ray GQ, we'll I'm, see. I'm, Still I'm, getting, I'm getting slandered a lot in the chat asking what I'm doing here. Um, but listen, man, listen, a lot to talk about. A lot happened. A lot Definitely. transpired over the past, literally since Thursday. We stopped the show Thursday morning at 8 o'clock. Um, and then right after that, we had news from L.A. We got more news, more news, more news. But, yes, I do want to start off with Devontae Adams traded to the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, they get the uh, the 22nd pick, the 53rd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. So a first and a second rounder, Devontae Adams was traded. Uh, he gets reunited with his former college teammate, Derek Carr, and I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to take for granted that everybody knows what type of damage Devontae Adams and Derek Carr were able to accomplish at Fresno State. Now, I get it. It's the NFL. You know, it's different. The stats aren't the same. They're not comparable. But let's just, let's just take a look at what Devontae Adams did uh, back in 2012, 2013, when he was paired up with Derek Carr. As a freshman, 13 games, 102 receptions. Uh, 1,312 yards, 14 touchdowns. Sophomore season, Fresno State, redshirt sophomore year, second season playing football in 13 games, 131 receptions, 1,719 yards, and 24 touchdowns as a redshirt sophomore at Fresno State. I mean, what they did uh, to the Mountain West Conference was unfair. It got Derek Carr drafted number one overall, got Devontae Adams drafted high, you know, second round. What's funny is, they traded Devontae Adams, the pick that Green Bay uh, actually gave up, where the Raiders gave to Green Bay to get Devontae Adams, the 53rd pick. That's what he was selected at in the second round of the 20, uh, 2014 NFL draft. He was selected 53rd overall, and it's just a poetic justice that he's being traded for the 53rd pick. Devontae Adams in Green Bay, there's a lot of fallout from this, right? You've got uh, the best wide receiver in the NFL, arguably, uh, in Devontae Adams getting shipped to a location which needed desperately to have a number one wide receiver. I know we like Hunter Renfro, we like Darren Waller, and we should still like Hunter Renfro, and we should still like Darren Waller, but they were devoid of a number one wide receiver. And even in this year's draft class, there were a lot of mocks that had Chris Olave, that had all these other potential wide receivers. I saw some Drake London. I saw some Traylon Burks being mocked to the Raiders in the first round. We know that they took Henry Ruggs in the first round of the 2020 NFL draft, but this fields a, a, a major need for the Raiders. And in a division that is just... Day by day, it just gets better and better and better. We saw, I believe yesterday, Gerald Everett, you know, signed or traded to, I think he was signed uh, by the, the, Chargers. Uh, the, the Chargers, man. So this is the vision that just continues to get better. Defense, offense, Chargers making moves, Broncos making moves. The Chiefs made a couple of moves that we'll talk about. Um, so the Raiders needed to do something to keep pace with the division and trading for the best wide receiver in football, pairing him up with Derek Carr, who's still only 30 years old and one of the more underrated assets, I believe, in Superflex Dynasty Leagues, uh, which that probably should get corrected after the movement with Devontae Adams. But this is a beautiful pairing, home run fit. I, I think the offense just got uh, 10 times better adding a wide receiver of his caliber, and he got paid. I mean, he got paid. What was the contract on Devontae Adams? Ridiculous type money. It's funny because 
in fantasy, we say wide receivers don't matter, right? It's all about the running back and the quarterback. But the, in the NFL, it's like the complete opposite. It's the quarterback and the wide receivers are the ones that are getting paid boatloads of money, and irrespective of offensive line, defensive line. But it's the running backs that don't seem to matter in the NFL. But in fantasy, those are the positions that we covet. Um, I'm happy as a Raiders fan, happy for Derek Carr, happy for Devontae Adams. Uh, he averages about 8.6 targets per game. Hunter Renfro last year got about 7.5 targets per game. Um, I didn't look up what Waller's per game target stats were, but I, I think the Raiders, they're not going to have a choice, first of all, but to throw the ball playing in that division. What are your immediate thoughts, Jay, on Devontae Adams to the Raiders? Uh, I think for me, it just comes down to is what does his ceiling really look like? And when I ran some initial projections, I was just, you know, looking at what he did in Green Bay and how he could do that on the Raiders. Now, there's going to be some obvious fallout for Hunter Renfro and for Darren Waller. But I mean, comfortably, I'd say he's right around 1300 yards and probably 11 touchdowns with 105 receptions. And that was at about 150 targets with a 70 percent catch percentage. And even his past two years, he's been over 75 percent. We've seen a lot of things happen with quarterbacks in college and wide receivers in the NFL kind of coming together, right? And we've seen the results of that a little bit in certain aspects. Now, this is a little bit different, right? They've been, they haven't been teammates for a while, but the chemistry will still be there. And like you mentioned, that massive contract, five years, $141 million, that's not small money. He's now the highest paid wide receiver in football. So he's probably going to get targeted like the highest paid wide receiver in football. Now, you know, what does that look like? Is it 150? Is it 170? Is it 180? I honestly think there is no ceiling for Devonta Adams. He could easily do what Cooper Cup did this year. He's that talented, and I think Derek Carr will get him the ball that much. But to come down to is right now, how do we value Darren Waller and how do we value Hunter Renfro, knowing how well they played without him, but he's not some small fish coming into this big pond. He's going to take a large share, probably 25 to 30% of the targets. So where are you at with those two guys and how are you evaluating them going forward? Well, I just want to say good morning to Miss McDaniel. Brees Hall's mom is in the chat for those of y'all listening audio. Miss McDaniel, what, what does he need to do at Pro Day? I don't understand what Brees needs to do at Pro Day. He, should, he just should show up, wave to the scouts, and say, yo, I'm Brees Hall. Y'all saw what I did uh, the past three years at Iowa State. You saw my combine. Go ahead and take me in round one. Uh, best of luck to your son. Uh Prayers covering him, make sure nothing crazy Absolutely. happens. Uh, but good good for him. Good for you. Good for him. He shouldn't have to do anything, right? He, he's like, look, Zero. I'm Brees, baby. Y'all saw what I did. I'm the first running back off of the board, but good luck to your son. Uh, we'll be rooting for him uh, from a distance. But um, that's real cool that Miss McDaniel chap taps into the wake-up show. That's real cool. Um, what am I doing with Hunter Renfro and, and Darren Waller? Is that what you said? Yeah. So it's just because we know that there's going to be a lot of targets headed Devontae yeah, Adams' yeah. way. So how do we kind of evaluate that? Now, I want people to understand, though, Derek Carr still threw the ball 630 times last year. Does that go up? I don't know. That's kind of 630 is a lot. It's a lot from a 17 game target pace or 16 game target pace. But I don't it's not quite that much for a 17 game target pace. Could he go to 650? Absolutely. And you like you talked about the West is loaded and it keeps getting better and better and better. So I could see 650 targets for Derek or 650 attempts for Derek Carr this year. That still could leave, you know, 500 to be spread out amongst the rest of the players if 150 go to Devontae Adams. But I still think at some point we're going to have to say, can Hannah Renfro get 100? Can Darren Waller get 100? And what does that kind of look like this season for both those guys? Yeah, uh, Scott Connor, uh, my guy. We, this, this is my guy, man. Charles and Chill, Dynasty and Chill. Um, said Devontae loses a lot of efficiency leaving Rodgers. Yeah, he's going to lose the efficiency, but I think he's going to make up for it in volume. I, I believe Derek Carr is going to hyper-target his teammate, man. I mean, he's going to get peppered with with targets, like peppered 
with targets. So while the efficiency is de- is destined to go down, I mean, that, that's what happens, right? Like that's that doesn't take an analytical wizard to figure that out. He was playing with arguably the greatest quarterback, like pure passer. I'm not saying the most accomplished, not saying QB1, but you're just talking about pure passer. It's him, Dan Marino, right, of all time at the, at a, at the height of his career. And he didn't face any target competition while in Green Bay. Like the best receivers that he played with was Jordy Adams and Devon, Jordy, Ad, Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb when all three of those guys were there. After they were gone, it was him and nobody else. James Jones had a season here or there. You know, there were a couple of – and I don't even know if Adams was there when James Jones was there, to be honest with you. So the efficiency is down, bound to dip, but I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to make up for it with volume, and he's got better players around him in that offense from a skill position standpoint. You can't double Devontae Adams and then single up uh, Darren Waller with a safety. That's just – you're not that's not going to work. And if you do decide to do that, Hunter Renfro is going to tear you up out of the slot. And then if you decide to try to triple and double team all of them – then Josh Jacobs was still in the backfield. I think some of the fallout for this is this is good for Josh Jacobs. You know, we're talking about Devontae Adams and what that means for him. I think it's good for Hunter Renfro, and I also think it's good for Darren Waller. I mean, that's it's you know, this whole too many mouths to feed narrative is is been disproven by a lot of smart analytical people. He's getting paid the bag. He's getting paid uh, damn near thirty million dollars a year. He's going to get the ball. It's his college teammate. Listen, I'm I'm all in. College teammates: Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Uh, now Lyle Collins. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but I'm I'm not concerned about the efficiency dipping. He's going to make up for that in volume, and I think this is good for the Raiders' offense in general for all of these guys. And you know, we talk about fallout from it. I think a buy low is Josh Jacobs. I mean, the fact that he's still 24 years old and feels like he's been in the NFL for five years is wild, right? Uh, everybody that's made a super chat, we'll get to those at the end. I like to keep the flow of the show going. Appreciate it. We got him favored, and we'll come back to all the super chats uh, that are in the question. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think this is fine for the Raiders. I think it's fine for Adams. Yes, he might not be as efficient, but I think he's going to see increased target competition, cr- increased target uh, volume just off of sheer opportunity uh, from playing with Derek Carr, his homeboy, his hometown guy, back home in uh, you know the West Coast for Devontae Adam. What what, is, what are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs though? Because a lot of people have been kind of shitting on Jacobs. Would you rather Jacobs or you know we're not gonna we're not gonna go with Brees, but would you rather Jacobs or you know Kenneth Walker, Jacobs or people that were drafting Rashad White in the first round? Would you rather Josh Jacobs or Rashad White? And what do you think this move at wide receiver does for Josh Jacobs, Jay? I think it does a lot for Jacobs. Like you talked about, this is going to free up things for everybody, not just the wide receivers. You know, bringing in an alpha wide receiver, you have to basically force coverage his direction. And if you're running away from that direction, that's going to free up open lanes for Jacobs to run through. We've seen the issues with the Raiders is that they've been a run-first team in the past. And while they have passed a lot, I think at the end of the day, they want to kind of be a bit of a run-first offense. And that's going to start with Josh Jacobs. But when you don't have players who can stretch the field, yes, Hunter Renfro can run a few deep routes and Darren Waller can go up the seam. But having Devontae Adams is a completely different situation. And when they lost Henry Ruggs, that really hurt Josh Jacobs because there wasn't someone to stretch the field. And while Devonta Adams isn't a massive field stretcher, he forces defenses to really focus in on him and not focus on the running game. And that's why Josh Jacobs should be a buy low. Would I take him over, you know, some of those talented running backs? Kenneth Walker's a maybe. 
because I do think Kenneth Walker could be just successful in the same system. And so it just comes down to is where does he ultimately end up? Rashad White, I definitely think he could be better than though, because he's a primary runner. He's going to get the work. And we don't know what Rashad White's going to be in the NFL right now. We think he's we think he's talented, but we don't know what he's going to be. And I would happily take Josh Jacobs over him if for some reason in the dynasty community, the cost was equal. Yeah, man, I think Josh Jacobs is one of those players that people are definitely sleeping on. Um, I'm not going out there saying, you know, fucking trade 101 to get Josh Jacobs. I'm not saying that. But if there are, le- if you've got league mates who aren't believers of Josh Jacobs, they're ready because he's going into year four, um, and we haven't seen him fully just boom, 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 then uh, take take uh, take advantage of that. No, I wouldn't take him over Brees Hall. Absolutely not. Uh, Kenneth Walker, Spiller, White. It's debatable, right? I, I think you could probably, for people who have rookie euphoria, you might be able to trade. Let's just say hypothetically at 104, you were thinking about taking Kenneth Walker at that spot. I guarantee you, you could trade that 104 for Josh Jacobs and maybe Josh Jacobs plus like a third rounder. So um, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely something I'd look into. All right. So Devontae Adams. And and, and I, I I think he's going to – this is this is good for the Raiders. Overall takeaway – very good for the Raiders. Instant dynasty boost to Derek Carr and his potential value. I think this is good. I think the real loser in this one, the real loser might be, I think Renfro is going to be fine. It might be Darren Waller because he took a lot of the downfield targets as well. And by loser, I don't want to say that in the sense that I'm knocking him down boards, knocking him down rankings. But if there were going to be a player who sees, you know, his target share kind of get eaten into a little bit more than the other. I think Hunter Renfro occupies. Well, Adams can run out of the slot, too. It's going to be interesting to see how McDaniels works all of this out, but I trust his offensive mind. This is good for the Raiders, good for Carr, good for Jacobs, good for the other wide receivers to take coverage away. Awesome, 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 uh, awesome trade. And they gave up the uh, the 12 in the, 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 the first round, 13th pick and the 53rd pick. So my question to you is, the – team that they traded to green bay what do they do at with with you know what do they do with those picks now um uh it's going to be interesting to see what they what they end up working with with uh i said 12 i'm thinking about uh houston uh 22 and 28 for the packers are they going to double up and take two rookie wide receivers um and even if they do what does that mean for rogers like most rookie wide receivers going into green bay they aren't they don't hit the ground running, right? They still got to build that chemistry, that rapport with Aaron Rodgers. What does Green Bay do at this point, man? They they lose Adams. I don't know what the status is on Alan Lazard. I saw rumors that they were potentially thinking about bringing Marquez Valdez-Scantling back. People are talking about Amari Rodgers. I'm just going to tell you right now, that is a no-go. Do not invest in Amari Rodgers. That is not going to happen. Um, initially, it's like my thought is Alan Lazard, bump up, feels gross. They've got to take a rookie wide receiver at either 22 or uh, 28 and maybe both. But even then, man, Rodgers Rogers likes that chemistry, right? He's going to cuss out even if it's a bad ball from Aaron Rodgers. He's going to blame the rookie wide receiver for running the wrong route. They're still rookie wide outs. They're not the top guys because the top guys are coming off of the board at 10, at 13, at 15, at 18 before that 22nd pick. What does Green Bay do with those with those two first rounders? Do they double tap wide receiver or would they have the balls to even pass it up and piss off Aaron Rodgers some more? Now, rumor is Aaron Rodgers knew this was going to happen. It just seemed odd that as soon as he signs his deal, boom, uh, Devontae Adams gets traded. What does Green Bay do with those two first rounders? I mean, they've got to at least take one wide receiver. And if they do take one, what wide receiver would you want to see go to Green Bay? 
Wow, which wide receiver? I think yeah. it would probably be Drake London if it was anybody, but I think it's probably at 22, he probably won't be there. I think we both project him to be in the top half of the draft. Outside of that, then you're looking at Jahan Dodson as kind of your route technician who's kind of NFL ready and can do a lot. But again, he's a little bit undersized, right? So can, we expect him to play that outside role. We know that Lazard can't really play that outside role. He's been a big slot. And then Marquez Valdez-Scantling potentially, potentially coming back. I'm worried, you know, like you say that Rodgers knew about it. That's fine. But the larger issue is that Devonta Adams apparently turned down a contract from the Packers and apparently it was a similar contract that was offered to him playing for Vegas. And so then it says is like we thought they kind of had this good relationship where Rodgers trying to get Adams paid and bring Adams back and they would be together forever. Ha ha. Woo tons of fun. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Adams is like, Adams is like, no, I want to leave. And so he just left and now it leaves us kind of holding the bag if you have Rodgers because without Rod yeah, without man. Adams it's it's not looking good for Rodgers as good as he is I don't I we haven't really seen him elevate receivers in the past we've seen Devonta Adams be great we've seen him turn Alan Lazard into a capable pass catcher but without that number one it's going to hurt the running game because they're going to be able to play lower and they're going to play closer to the line of scrimmage because you don't have this immediate threat you only have potential bombs to Marcus Valdez Scanling if he comes back I would hope it'd be Drake London because he's the biggest body. He's very physical. He can do a lot of the things that Devontae Adams did at obviously a lesser level. He can play all three levels. He can catch the ball all over the field. I think that's the best case scenario. Maybe a Garrett Wilson, but I yeah, just he's not, again, I don't know. No wide receiver falling. can come in and replace Garrett, Devontae Adams. Garrett, Wilson, not Garrett Wilson's Garrett Wilson, I will I will bet the farm he's not falling to twenty two. I, I think no, the no, wide receivers that'll be in play. I believe the wide receivers that will be in play in that range would be Olave, Pickens, Jahan yeah. Dotson, Christian Watson, maybe Traylon Burks. But Burks doesn't seem to fit the mold of what Rodgers yeah, needs to not do at all. now. You got to understand, Rodgers is in get it now mode, like right now. And I don't think Burks is as refined in the areas that make Devontae Adams and Jordy Nelson successful. I don't think he's as refined in those areas now. So... While I love Traylon, I don't think that fits particularly well. I think Jahan Dotson does, but he's a little guy. Drake London, I don't think he's going to be there at 22. If he does, that makes sense. Olave seems like the best fit. You know, he's, he's experienced. He's a technician. Yeah. He's going to be where he needs to be. He can stretch the field. Is he a number one? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think... I don't think any of these guys are ready to come in and be that team's number one right away, right? That team. You got to understand, Rodgers has a three-year window when he's done, right? Three, four years. Um, and they've got a team that's built to win now. So I think you're looking at Dotson, George Pickens, Watson, Olave potentially, Traylon Burks. I don't think Garrett Wilson will be there. I think that'd be a great fit. Um, he's also not a huge receiver, either a shade under six foot, 185 pounds. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's still rookie wide receivers, man, and you're getting the third, fourth, fifth wide receiver off of the board, so the chances of them stepping in and being Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson off the rip, probably not high. It's going to be interesting. I will say this. Aaron Jones is probably going to get an uptick in receptions. Um, we saw him utilize the few games that Adams were, was out. We saw him utilize as the number one receiver. Josiah DeGuara, I've been telling people to go get this young tight end for weeks now. Like, I think he's got a good opportunity to see increased increase passing volume. And just like last year with Dalton Schultz, the easiest top 10 dynasty tight end that you were the cheapest one that you were ever able to acquire. I, I'm not saying Josiah DeGuara is, is Dalton Schultz territory, but 
you're talking about players that are familiar with Aaron Rodgers. He's one of them, right? And he's still on waivers in some dynasty leagues. So if Josiah DeGuara is there, go get him. Go stash him just in case he is the starting tight end and some familiarity with Rodgers. If I had to call my shot now, I'd say Jahan Dotson, Chris Olave would make a lot of sense. George Pickens as well. Um, I don't think Burks is going to be there. I don't believe London. I don't believe London's going to be there, and I don't believe Burks fits what Aaron Rodgers likes to do. Um, somebody said Tanyan is back. Uh, they re-signed him. Is it was, he had the ACL tear? So I don't know ACL injury. Yeah, so he's I, I don't know where he's at. He's probably coming yeah, back. I don't, yeah, I don't know where he's at in the process. So, but that's good for Robert Tanyan. So if if he's the starting tight end, good for him. I just knew he had the ACL tear. Didn't know where he was at. But another big piece of news. The the the. I'd say probably the biggest, even bigger than Devontae Adams, was this 100%. one right here. Uh, Deshaun Watson traded to the Cleveland Browns. He was in, then he was out, then he was out, then he was in, then it was reported he was going to Atlanta, and then uh, I, I, we've we've talked about it for two weeks now. Carolina Panthers didn't seem like they ever really had a real shot. I know that sucks for Panthers fans, but Deshaun Watson uh, d will not face criminal charges for the 2022 sexual assault allegations, still has to handle his civil issues with those, but it pretty much cleared the way for him to be moved to the Cleveland Browns. The whole saga was just wild. Baker Mayfield uh, writing his, his heart out to the city of Cleveland. Um, the city of Cleveland, the, the, the Browns ownership saying they want an adult under center because he's a baby. They trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Houston Texans get three first-round picks, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick in, in, in return for Watson. And the player that they did not receive back, Baker Mayfield, who is still on the Browns. Baker requested a trade. The Browns said, I don't give a shit what you requested. We're not doing anything. We're, we're, we're not trading you at all. So now... It looks like Baker Mayfield is pinned to hold the clipboard for the guy that's probably going to be holding the clipboard for Deshaun Watson, Jacoby Brissett, because they signed him to a one-year deal. So right now, it's looking like Baker is QB3 on the Browns roster, and we all fully anticipate uh, Baker Mayfield being traded at some point. But he wasn't traded to Houston, which is, we'll get to in a little bit, stock up for Davis Mills. But Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson got a five-year, $230 million extension Fully guaranteed. This is NBA Supermax money, Major League Baseball money, a quarter of a billion dollars, and they converted of this money, this year's salary, uh, 2022, $1 million. That way, if and when he is suspended, I mean, it's not even eating away at his bread, man. This is, this is what happens because you don't get this often where a franchise-changing quarterback becomes available so early in his career and you do whatever it takes in order to make this happen. And a lot of people, a lot of patrons asked me the other day, man, get me excited about this. Should I be excited about this? 100%. And it's bigger than just this season. Even if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the entire season, which I don't think he will be, but if he is, people will want to come play for Deshaun Watson. People will want to come play in Cleveland with the Browns because of Deshaun Watson. Nobody wanted to play with Baker Mayfield. You saw so many former wide receivers and NFL players say, I've never met him, but he doesn't seem like the type of quarterback that I'd want to play with. Like, that, that's what they've said about Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson, people will want to play with him. People will want to come to Cleveland and play for him. This is an immediate stock boost to Amari Cooper, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson. Any pass-catching option in Cleveland – 
this is good for it. And, you know, on the show, there are a lot of moral and ethical issues that we can talk about, but we're focused on the production on the field and what these players can do from us from a fantasy perspective. Uh, this is awesome. You know, I was excited for the Atlanta reunion for my Kyle Pitts shares, for whatever wide receiver they could potentially take. But if if I'm a fan of the Cleveland Browns today, you're happy that you got a true franchise changer at quarterback in a division that has Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. You have to have somebody at the helm to compete. This is still a strong defense. They've got weapons on offense. This is this is great for uh, the Cleveland Browns. And the crazy thing is they didn't even have to give up their second round pick. So they still have a second rounder this year to where if they wanted to take a wide receiver that may fall in the draft in the second round, beef up the offensive line, add something to defense, they can do that. They didn't give up Denzel Ward. They didn't give up, um, you know, uh, some, some some stud offensive lineman, D-lineman, defensive back. They have their entire team intact, and they landed Deshaun Watson. And again, baseball money, you don't see 230 mil guaranteed in football. This is... This is big-time money right here for Deshaun Watson. Follow the money. This is good for us in fantasy. If you bought low on Deshaun Watson, congratulations to you. I think this is a, this is a good move by Cleveland. And uh, real, real, real interesting with what happens with Baker Mayfield next. Jay, what are your, what are your thoughts on Watson to Cleveland? Uh, I want to see what else they do, honestly. like It's funny because even this morning I tweeted out, like I wonder if we see Jarvis Landry come back to Cleveland. Now, obviously, he wanted out because of Baker Mayfield, but part of what he he was doing, him and OBJ, they're waiting to see where Deshaun Watson landed because they were potentially going to go and sign with that team. Now, I don't see them going back to Cleveland, but you have to imagine there'd be other free agents that potentially could be going that direction. Now, there's a few running backs that are out there. Actually, Leonard Fournette, it was just reported recently that he's actually going to New England today to meet with them. But he, I mean, no one's going to be going. No one's going to be going to uh, what is it, Cleveland from a running back perspective, but I'm curious what happens with DPJ because I think he's probably the most intriguing piece. If they choose to bring someone in, maybe they try to trade for Will Fuller, a player that Deshaun Watson is extremely familiar with. He's had a lengthy injury history. We don't know kind of what he looks like from a value perspective, but I can't imagine he'd be too expensive to bring in. Or, like you said, they draft a player. I was I was listening to a few podcasts, and everyone's talking about how the depth of this draft may cause players to slip. We saw it happen in 2020 with the running backs. No one really wanted to take a running back in the first round because of the depth of the position. They knew no matter what happened, you could ultimately get a good player you were happy with in the second round. And I think we could see that a lot in this draft. We'll see a few guys go pretty high. But when it comes down to it, we may see them opt to take other players early in the draft and then come back with the wide receiver in round two. And I could fully see Cleveland doing that. And a lot of GMs apparently were talking about how they saw, they saw this package as light overall compared to what yeah. they were expecting they were there was a lot of people saying they were really pissed off because houston was asking for four first round picks five first round picks and they wanted valuable players in return so to get this package a lot of people seem to be really pissed off but at the end of the day watson had a no trade clause so no matter what happened they had to work with whatever deal they were given based on watson's waiving his no trade clause but it's stock up for everybody but i think dpj is the most intriguing piece because if they don't bring a ton in we've seen the talent but with bad quarterback play but what's going to happen when you take a good quarterback and pair him with an extremely talented wide receiver like Donovan Peoples-Jones? We'll see. And then even in the chat here, Schwartz, that's straightaway speed. That's your Will Fuller right there. Anthony Schwartz is a burner and will be able to get down the field if if he is the yeah, wide receiver three. Know, you know, in best, man, in best ball know. leagues, you never know. You never I know. I don't know. I don't know. You never uh, know. We'll see. I mean. Depends on what they do. We'll see. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones, I do think it's a boost for him. I think he could play that Will Fuller role. 
Point is, whomever the pass catchers are, Njoku, Fuller, Schwartz, does not matter. Cooper, I want them all. Give them, give, give them all to me. Give Demetric Felton. If I got some roster space for you, come on down. I want them all. This is, this is good for the Browns. It's good for Watson. It's, it's, it's. What I would be doing is shopping Amari Cooper. Like I would be. This would be yeah. selling Amari Cooper season for me. Every time I say that, I try to say what I would trade him for. I'd start out with the 2023 first. If I can get a 2023 first for Amari Cooper, that's awesome. Um, and and Scott Connor said in the chat, the crazy thing about this Watson deal is he's going to be up for another deal at 3031, still in his prime. So he's going to get another $250 million guaranteed. And then there's a chance that if that's a four- or five-year deal, he gets another one a la Aaron Rodgers at 35 years old where he collects another three-figure million-dollar day payday for for his services. So Deshaun Watson just collecting bags, eating like Zeke Elliott. Um, let's let's pivot to the Houston Texans real quick and talk about Davis Mills. And I know it seems gross. It seems dirty. Uh, Davis Mills got a long-ass giraffe neck. He was a third-round pick. Texans stink. They're going to take Spencer Rattler at the top of the draft in 2022. Woof to those dreams. Remember that? Remember that when Spencer Rattler was pegged to go to uh, Houston? I saw him practicing with South Carolina the other day. Um, interesting, interesting development there. Debbie quarterbacks always seeming to fail us all. But the Houston Texans, they said they would like to build around. They, listen, Davis Mills, five-star recruit coming out of high school, uh, went to Stanford. We we know what they've, you know, you know Stanford P5 Conference, Andrew Luck, most notably. They had some other guys, Kevin Hogan, kind of nasty. But listen, he was drafted at the top of the third round. Top of day two, 303. Well, the top of the third round in day two, 303 by the Texans. Played very well towards the end of the season with not a lot around him, right? Rex Burkhead at running back, uh, some other random-ass guys at running back. He did have Brandon Cooks at wide receiver and, and Nico Collins. But this gives Houston an opportunity to really build that team. They got a pick inside the top 10. Do they go offensive line to bolster that unit up? Do they take a Garrett Wilson at 13 from the Cleveland Browns? This is, this is, Houston's got some building blocks. And the smart thing would do, would be, is to see what Davis Mills can do in 2022. If I have Davis Mills, I'm telling you right now, and I've been saying it, Jay, for weeks, for months, I am not trading him for less than a first round pick. I don't care where it is in the first. He's a starting quarterback in Superflex. The team is going to be bad. They're going to throw the ball a ton. Davis Mills, at least for 2022, has some value insulation, right? Now, what's going to happen after the season? We don't know. But if he plays well enough, that's two years down. Houston's going to have to think about, man, we need to lock this guy up, build around our quarterback. You got a quarterback on a cheap contract. This is the perfect time to build something around Davis Mills to see what he has. This is good for Mills. I haven't heard anything from the Cooks, Brandon Cooks rumor mill, but Pep Hamilton seems to love Davis Mills. Listen, this seems like a it seems like a Levy Smith kind of guy. He went to the Super Bowl with Kyle Orton and Rex Grossman. You know, this seems like a Houston Texans kind of guy. Um, this is good for Davis Mills. That's all I can say. This is good for Davis Mills. It can only his stock can only kind of go up. We'll see, right? And if he ends up not becoming anything. You paid nothing for him. So if you get an offer of a first-round pick, I, I would definitely entertain that. That's where the that's where the conversation starts for me with Davis Mills. Good for him. They could be targeting a wide receiver at 13. Um, I'm all in on, on the Davis Mills train here 
in 2022. Now, another trade that happened right after our show last Thursday that we did not get a chance to talk about, Los Angeles Rams. Allen Robinson is a Ram signed to the Rams, and I believe he got like $30 million guaranteed, three-year, $46 million deal. Um, A-Rob is back. A-Rob is back, and he lands in an offense that wants to throw the ball a ton with Matthew Stafford, an offense that lost Odell Beckham Jr. to a torn ACL in the Super Bowl. Uh, You know, he's going to play the number two wide receiver role opposite of Cooper Cup, provides that downfield threat, can make ridiculous catches. He's got the hands. We've seen him be productive in the past. I'm happy. I've got a lot of Allen Robinson across all my dynasty leagues, and I honestly can't think of a better landing spot for A-Rob. Maybe the Green Bay Packers right now in retrospect, now seeing that that um, you know Devontae Adams is no longer there. Maybe A-Rob in Green Bay, he would have been the number one immediate target hog in Green Bay, but this is a... This is a phenomenal fit. I think at this stage of his career, probably best suited as a high-end wide receiver, too, on a team. But Allen Robinson, you know, again, his dynasty value just got the shot, man. It got a shot in the arm. It's boosted up. And uh, this is good for Allen Robinson, good for Matthew Stafford. And, you know, it's it's good for the Rams, right? Because they did end up trading away Robert Woods to the Tennessee Titans. Good for Bobby Trees to get, you know, to get another shot somewhere else. He's getting towards the advanced stages of his career. Matt Stafford signed a four-year, $160 million deal uh, extension to stay with the Rams, $135 million guaranteed. Rams are just retooling, man. Less need, just making it happen. Retooling, retooling, retooling. Jay, what are your thoughts on Allen Robinson to the Rams? I love it, right? I think that he complements Cooper Cup so well because he's a bigger body technician type receiver and you have Cooper Cup doing the rest, right? They don't really need anybody to do anything else. I'm not sure where it leaves Van Jefferson because yeah. in a lot of ways he was the wide receiver three and then he was the wide receiver four and then he's now he's kind of back the wide receiver three again. And and at the end of the day, we know that that offense requires a deep threat of some semblance. You know, once Odell Beckham Jr. got there, he ran a lot of deep crossers. He ran a lot of post routes and we know that Stafford likes to throw those routes. And so I don't know if that's Allen Robinson's game. I'm not deep into his route charts per se, but I think that they will need somebody to run those routes because that's an area where that offense really excels and they really open up things underneath and obviously over the top because when you have Cooper Cup running a shallow crosser, if the safety pulls down, you have the you have someone to run a post or a corner going backside and go over top of it. And that's what ultimately makes these big plays for the Rams is having these talented guys underneath that get the ball often. But when you see those safeties creep down, you have a guy to go over the top. I, I love it for Robinson, though. And it's crazy because he was really left for dead, not just for a couple of years, like for the past few years. And now, like you said, playing with Stafford, 130 to 140 targets should be in play for him. And, you know, if, if you got him, though, the problem is, what do you do with him now? Are you buying him or is the price too high? Are you selling? Because, again, he's tied to Stafford for the whole contract. It's two years guaranteed, should probably be a third year, but we'll see what happens. What are you at with Ra- Allen Robinson and are you keeping him? Are you selling him? Are you trading for him? And what does this look like for you? Because he's got yeah. a high ceiling. We just don't know what his role is going to be. Yeah, for me, and I am no financial advisor. This is not stock advice, but price always comes back to the mean, man. It always comes back to that daily 21 moving average. And right now, Allen Robinson's price is to the upside of the 21. It's always going to come back. I don't buy when price is at 2-3 ATR, right? I like for it to be closer to the mean if I'm purchasing a stock, right? So Allen Robinson, 
He's at 2.3 ATR, right? I, I need that price to come back to the mean. No, I would not be buying. Yes, this is a time that if you can sell for first-round pick plus a young player, I see a name like Kadarius Tony. If somebody's got the 108 and Kadarius Tony, and they're like, yo, I want A-Rob, I'm going to win now team. You know, that 108 could be Garrett Wilson, could be Drake London, J-Mo. Yes, I would make that trade to tear down to a younger wide receiver, get off Allen Robinson. I'm not buying when the stock price is, you know, far away from from the the 21 moving average. I, I just, I'm not doing that with Allen Robinson. If I have him and I can't sell him for what I want, then I'll gladly play him and keep him so he can score a bunch of fantasy points for me. I think this is a great situation for him. Um, I'm with you. And the difference between A-Rob and OBJ, OBJ was traded midseason, right? So he didn't have time to develop that chemistry and rapport with uh, Matthew Stafford. A-Rob's going to have all summer like all summer to get acclimated with Matthew Stafford. And you know whose game it's similar, you know, kind of kind of reminiscent of is like Marvin Jones, where you can just throw it up, you can make ridiculous catches. Like this is this is great That's for a good Allen point. Robinson. Like it's like they're not the same player, but Matthew Stafford's had some history with guys like that. This is great for A Rob. So if I can't trade him for what I want. I will happily keep him and play him and let him score a lot of points for me in fantasy football. Great for Allen Robinson. Uh, great for the Rams. Austin nailed it. He said he better start eating breakfast with Stafford. That's the key. <laughs> right? Yeah, and start eating that breakfast with Stafford. Well, he's got a lot of time. Unlike Odell Beckham Jr., uh, their breakfast routine was already set in stone. But A-Rob coming in so early, uh, you know they'll be working together all summer. He should hit the ground running in 2022 uh some other smaller pieces of news uh gerald everett signing with the chargers so we talked about the chargers being a potential landing spot at the time for an njoku for dalton schultz we know those guys were retained by their original teams so this is a good jolt in the arm for the tight end position in la how much am i buying into gerald everett not much man i mean Good for him. Should see some should see some good looks. They needed a tight end to kind of stretch the field. Fits a need for the Chargers. Good for the Chargers. Juju Smith-Schuster got a one-year deal in Kansas City, and I don't want to gloss over that. Uh, how are you feeling about Juju to KC, Jay? I think um, best chance of rehabilitation, I think it's a prove-it deal, which is weird because he's so young, but it's prove-it deal like DJ Chark. If he plays well this year, I think Kansas City will look to sign him to a longer longer extension. Uh, what are your quick thoughts on uh, on Juju going to Kansas City? I like it, but it feels like he went there reluctantly, right? Kind of with his tail between his legs because he was offered a contract by them last season. He chose not to take it. Then this year, same type of thing. I'm sure they offered him the same amount of money, less money. We know what veteran wide receivers are going for, but I don't want people to overreact because while he could be really good, we haven't seen a fruitful fantasy output from a wide receiver too in Kansas City yet. Now, I want to point out that Miko Hardman did have 83 targets last year. Byron Pringle had 60 targets last year. Did you so, see hey, and, did you see the did you see the tweet by Hardman? So PFF put out like a a new look at the Kansas City Chiefs offense and it was like yeah. the players and it was Mahomes, Clyde, Juju, Kelsey, Hill, and then Hardman retweeted it and was like like the sad crying emoji, and he was like, I get it. You know, what about me? Left out, but sorry. I, I, I just saw that. I was like, damn, they left Hardman out. But yeah, uh, RIP McCoy. Yeah, Hardman. of course they will because he's yeah. not that productive. 80, but 83 yeah. targets. Could Juju see 100? Sure, they need yeah. that guy because now yeah. you have Hill over the top. You have Kelsey in the intermediate, you have Juju in the short. And I think that's a more complete offense. And you could tell they're missing that extra guy. But again, let's not overreact. Juju was already a buy low because he was going to a better situation than he was in. Is this a better situation? 
it's close, right? He's, he was coming from a team where he was the third wide receiver and he was pretty good, but it was he a world beater? Wait, not really. That, wait, he's not going to be wait. the alpha. Fournette and Patriots, he's visiting New England? Yeah, I said that, yeah, it just broke. So Malcolm Butler and, oh, and Leonard Fournette are going are going to oh. New England today to visit. He's uh, just a visit. No, no guarantees. And then your boy Mac Jones is getting his I don't know if Trent Brown plays left tackle or right tackle, but they did re-sign Trent Brown, so he will be Good. one of their tackles. Uh, they've done no, they, the, the, the Patriots have done nothing to help Mac Jones out. So Kendrick Bourne. They blew their load last Kendrick season. Bourne, so Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver one in New England. I'm telling y'all, if you're just looking for cheap targets right go get Kendrick Bourne I mean I know everybody was all over the Jacoby Myers train but towards the end of the season he's dropping shit left and right Kendrick Bourne making big plays for New England I don't know what they're they're not taking a wide receiver round one either I doubt it Watch. no they're not and I don't they're want not them taking to, a wide receiver he'll, round he'll, one. he'll be a bust but let's keep moving on Austin Hooper to the Titans and Robert Woods. We talked briefly about Robert Woods before, but what are your thoughts on the new look Titans, AJ Brown, Austin Hooper, Robert Woods Good. coming off that ACL injury? We'll see what happens, but I think it's it's an upgrade. It has to be. Who like couldn't have been worse? in that offense last season. I like it. I like it. I like it. I think this is good for Robert Woods. Uh, fills a need. He's <laughs> going to be more productive than Julio Jones, right, who's being rumored back to back to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think this is good for Bobby Trees, man. One of the more underrated wide receivers year in and year out. Uh, A.J. Brown, you know, he's kind of – his health has been on and off the past, you know, year or so. But I think this is good. Austin Hooper, they needed a tight end. We can't continue to roll out Ferkser and Swaim and all these other random-ass tight ends. Good for Tennessee, man. These are these are two signings that kind of go under the radar that I think are good team fits for Tennessee. Uh, D.J. Moore signed a three-year extension in Carolina. Carolina, I think D.J. Moore is going to look back on this in a year and a half and be like, damn, I signed low, right? Um, signed for the next four years, $41 million guaranteed. He's part of that uh, 2019 rookie draft class. D.K. Metcalf is going to ask for the bag. He was the, in the first round of that draft class. It was D.J. Moore, I believe, D.K. Metcalf, A.J. McClure, uh, 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 oh, no, no, no. He A.J. Brown. He was part of the 2018 class. He was 2018. He was 2018. Yeah. Um, but I think he's going to look at what the 2019 guys get and be like, damn, I probably yeah. should sign for a little bit more. Still nobody to throw the ball to him in Carolina. There's no way, no way they can go into next season with, with if, if, if they start the season with Sam Darnold at quarterback, good luck for everybody that we have hopes for in Carolina. CMC, DJ Moore, it's not going to be good. So I think some of the biggest news that happened quietly over the past week are the Cincinnati Bengals, man. What they're doing to build an offensive line around league worst, uh, their league worst offensive line, who got Joe Burrow sacked more times than any damn quarterback in the history of the NFL, this is this is good. They brought in Alex uh, Alex Kappa. We didn't talk about that. Uh, Ted Karras, they got him at center, the center for the Patriots. And then they just signed Lyle Collins. LSU in Cincinnati, there's like a pipeline there. It's just a feeder. Lyle Collins played tackle at LSU. Now he gets to protect his LSU alum, his brethren, Joe Burrow. This is, uh, you know, it's looking like Jonah Williams on the left, Lyle Collins on the right. They are doing exactly what Kansas City did last offseason, and they're building their offensive line through free agency. This is, this is good. This is good for Burrow. It's great for Joe Mixon. It's fantastic for T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and whoever's playing tight end. This is good Cincinnati. Well done. A lot of Cincinnati fans were out there shitting on Zach Taylor, one calling for Zach Taylor's head. 
this is this is great. I mean, what Cincinnati's done to this offensive line to protect their franchise, knowing, yo, we cannot let him get beat up like this again, it almost gives them the freedom and flexibility because everybody was saying they should just draft O-linemen the first three rounds of the draft. Can they still take an offensive lineman if they fall to him? Yeah, if Tyler Linderbaum falls there, falls to him, then you, then you take that guy. But now it just gives them the freedom to say, we can take best player available. We can upgrade the defense. We can find... They don't need another wide receiver, but we can upgrade the defense. We can grab another offensive lineman if they fall to us. Great job by, by Cincinnati beefing up that offensive front masterclass and uh, roster construction in the offseason to make sure your rookie is protected. Uh, Rashad Penny, one-year deal to return to Cincinnati uh, to Seattle. Uh, so Rashad Penny shares have life. You got another opportunity to sell. Get out of Rashad Penny if you can. Chris Carson is still there. And then Teron Armstead uh, is meeting with the Miami Dolphins today to potentially work out a deal, uh, one of the top remaining unsigned tackles. So a lot of news. Real quick, Jay, what are your thoughts on uh, the Cincinnati, what they're doing with their offensive front? I'm excited, man. You know, everyone shat on them all year. You know, they don't take an offensive line. They're not going to be good. They can't do this. They can't do that. They proved that taking Jamar Chase was a smart move. And one of the things I want to quickly discuss before we head out of here is that people need to realize that these wide receiver contracts are going to be out of control, right? Like insane. But what that does is that increases the demand to get a wide receiver in the rookie draft because of how much cheaper these rookie wide receivers contracts are than the veterans. So you think about these second round wide receivers. These guys got $1 million, $2 million cap hits worth guys that are being paid 20 to 30 million dollars and so i think over the next few years we're going to see some of these rookie contract or some of these rookie wide receivers go up and up in the draft because we know that if you don't get them in those rookie drafts you got to pay out the ass to get them later on in the later on so i think it's going to cause a a really interesting dynamic for the wide receivers especially like you said quarterbacks wide receivers and the uh, trenches the Bengals. i didn't know the Bengals got hayden hurst the Bengals got hayden hurst apparently yeah apparently must have slipped by me. I like a it. Bit. I like it. Great blocking tight end, right? Uh, Another piece and of that catch. This is listen. Cincinnati making competent moves in the offseason. And yes, another tight end that can block and help protect Joe Burrow. This is listen, well done, Cincinnati. The front office in Cincinnati, they're doing it right. Uh good job. We had a couple of super chat questions. Let's get back to those real quick. Rico Stone, what did Rico say? <laughs> Thank you for confirming that Cowboys fan. Get the hell out of here, man. Is a cult? Yeah, it sort of is. All right, Anthony. Anthony, nine four dollars super chat. What we got? Father, if you could trade Najee for Debo Pittman in a late twenty twenty three first or T Higgins and DK, which one would you take? Wait, if you could trade Najee for Debo Pittman in a late twenty twenty three first or for T Higgins and DK? Oh, good God! Yeah, give me T. Give me Higgins, Higgins and DK. One hundred percent for Najee. Um. Uh, Debo Pittman in a late 2023 first? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. You're just trading Najee. You, listen, Najee's still top, locked and loaded, top five dynasty asset at running back for the next two years. After they run him into the ground, you'll be wishing you got off of him. Um, if I can get T. Higgins and DK for Najee, I would do that, that personally. If I can get Debo Pittman in a late 2023 first, Maybe I'd try to switch Pittman out for a running back. If you can get like Elijah Mitchell in place of that, uh, Travis Etienne in place of that, um, I would say Ramondre, but Leonard Fournette trying to kill my Ramondre Stevenson um, enthusiasm. Yes, I would do that. T. Higgins and DK over Najee Harris. Yes, 
100% would do that. Mr. Fisher, what we got, baby? What we got? Let's hit the hit the sounder. I'm in a 1QB league that's moving to Superflex. Well done. Well done. A lot of people hate on me. They, they say they're going to stop listening to the show if I keep shitting on single quarterback leagues. But I don't care. It's my show. Thank you for moving out of the stone age of one quarterback leagues and getting into Superflex. Um, I have 102. Would you trade 102 for a QB like Watson or hold and draft? Whoa. If all one oh if all Watson costs you is one oh two, stop watching the show now. Go press accept. Go do that. One oh two or Deshaun Watson in a super flex league? Are you are you kidding? Ray, well, are, hold on, hold on. There is no, no but. Don't, but it's not till twenty twenty five. So it's not moving care. to Superflex for three years. I don't care. For three years? Or that's maybe a long said, time. That's a long like yes, you have Watson, but that's you can get a quarterback. For cheap now, like you don't have to trade the 102 for Watson. It just depends on what the what the value is. But if it doesn't shift for three years, that gives you three years to find a QB two. You know, maybe your QBs oh, are weak I, now. You I can missed, draft Lake Willis. I missed. You know what I'm saying? I read, okay. <laughs> I don't think I, I would do that man. because again, you could draft Malik Willis probably in the second round or late first, like if you really have to. And at that point, why are you taking? Again, it, it depends on on what your situation is. But like, so you can find QBs one quarterback, weak, man. Um. Yeah, but you've got three years, three years to figure it out. That's you don't trade the 102. Like, even if yeah, you, some people yeah, would probably trade the 102 yeah. for Watson in a super league straight up, like they might. No, do there's that. no, there's no, there's no thinking about it. If if you're in a super flex league and somebody says 102 for Deshaun Watson, that's Malik Willis for there's no thinking about that. You smash accept that. That's cheap. Malik Willis or Deshaun Watson, there's no thinking about that. But I mean, yeah, he's got. Three years, oh man, just ugh. I don't know, man. I couldn't do it. Not not with not until twenty twenty. That's legitimately three years to figure out your quarterback situation. Yeah, that's that's, that's a, a long ways time. out. That's a ways out. That's a ways out. I probably wouldn't do it either. All right, last one. I want to give thanks for the advice the last couple of years and my one QB. God, I'm shitting on one QB leagues. I'm sorry, Omar. I've been able to acquire Najee, Saquon, Akers, Javonta, P, T, T, Pitts, DK, Lamb, staying ahead of leagues. Thanks to y'all. Appreciate appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Omar. Appreciate you, Omar. For tapping into the show. Even though you play in single quarterback leagues, we still appreciate you and we still freaking love you, man. Thank you for uh thank you for coming. Man, that one is really bothering me eric said the league could probably fold by 2025 yeah don't worry it's about uh, yeah don't worry about getting watson there but yes yeah, cincinnati doing it right hayden Hurst, good podcast are you ex expecting spiller to uh pro day to have impact yeah i'm waiting on, i haven't done anything with spiller i'm waiting on the pro day pro day is this week yeah. we'll see what he runs i think he's gonna run like a four or five something which is fine for him um but we'll see i'm sure it'll be highly covered uh, because he's still, by all NFL draft prognosticators, still going to be a top 100 pick, a uh, day two draft capital, along with Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. I do think Brees is the one that could potentially slide into round one, um, but we'll see uh, how this plays out. And I think Spiller's Pro Day is Wednesday, I believe. It's either tomorrow or Wednesday, but we'll see either way. Yes, the Pats need to draft a wide receiver, but it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Uh, not like Watson won't be useful those three years. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, man. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. People are like, I agree with both sides of it. Um, 
I mean, he's still going to be Ray, the pro day is tomorrow, by the okay, way. Okay, I thought so it was tomorrow Brees Wednesday. and Spiller tomorrow. So good luck Brees to both those boys. and Spiller tomorrow. Yeah, shout out to Miss McDaniel, right? Because she's, she's saying she's going is, to Brees tomorrow. That'll be the interesting. The thing is, we have relationships with both of those families. Fred Spiller. <laughs> I talked to Fred Spiller quite a bit. Uh, Isaiah Spiller's pops. Shout out to Mr. Spiller Fred. You know, we, he is a fan of the show. Fan of the content, Fred Spiller keeps it real at all times. And the Miss McDaniel, Brees Hall's mom, starting to get some clout here, man. We got we got connection, family connection. Next thing you know, I'm gonna be at the Brees Hall uh, Thanksgiving. Miss McDaniel, <laughs> listen, I know. Hey, just 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 send me the invite, and I'm there. I am there. We can do a live podcast from Thanksgiving at the Hall family home. We appreciate y'all tapping in. We appreciate all of y'all tapping in today. Wake up show. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the free newsletter. Patreon.com forward slash all gas to more access to us in the community. Tomorrow we will be taking a look. Finally, I've lied to you guys for long enough. We'll be looking at a updated uh, NFL mock draft. Talk about some landing spots. We'll uh, have updates from the pro days on Wednesday. We're doing a full dynasty trade show this week on Wednesday. So if you've got Deshaun Watson and Allen Robinson trades, I want to know what they are. We're going to go through those values, see if these are trades we would be doing. And this Thursday, we are going to be doing views from a draft slot in a dynasty startup draft. Don't know what slot we're going to talk about. The 106, Ray, we got the invite. We got the invite. We got the invite. from. We got the invite. We going, baby. Miss McDaniel, I'm coming. Listen, I, I'm there. I'm a, I'm a good guest. I, I take care. I clean up after myself. So thank you for the invite. This is dope, man. This is dope. Best of luck to Breeze tomorrow. Thank you for tapping into the Wake Up Show. We'll be back tomorrow. Get y'all ass up. Matters thing. Peace. Peace.